Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Please Just Start with Scott Greenhut. We are broadcasting live on the End Results Radio Network inside Perimeter Roofing Studio from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson Hotel in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. Today I'm going to talk about closure, but first I would be remiss if I didn't give a little background on myself for all my new listeners. So welcome. About Scott. Before the pandemic, I had started my journey as an inspirational speaker. Very long story short, I became the last person living in my immediate family by age 33. My mom passed away from cancer when I was 12 years old. My dad passed away in August 2017 after being on dialysis for seven years. And my sister passed away from her eight-year battle with ocular melanoma on February 1st, 2019. Between my dad and sister passing away, I was fortunate I was able to lose 110 pounds on my own, eating healthier and exercising. I've worked up to 10 miles on my elliptical on a daily basis, and I haven't had any dessert, fast food, and or fried food since February 2018. So today I'm going to share two personal stories about how I was able to have closure in my life. And I look forward to discussing this with my co-host, Ryan. Well, thank you, Scott. And so February 2018, no dessert. So 19, 20, 21, four and a half years. Yes. Wow. That is, uh, do you miss it? No, not at all. But yeah, it's probably just one of those things once you get, uh, uh, just stay away from it. Don't want to yeah. get on that road again. Yeah, it's more mental, I realize, yeah. than anything. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I'm glad to be here today, and I know you have a big show kind of theme lined up for us. Yes, I just want to talk a little bit, bit about closure. Um, in life, there's no guarantees, and you're not guaranteed to have closure, and really uh, to control what you can control, you have to have closure within yourself more than anything. But um, if you can have closure with others for just unfortunately like ending relationships or at the end of life for someone, then, then it's po- it definitely a positive to be able to, I don't, I don't like the word move uh, on, but move forward. Cause life move is forward. always going to happen and you have to move forward, but I don't like like moving on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, moving um, on would be assume you, I guess, forgot the past. Right, exactly. Whereas moving forward is you got to continue to grind and absolutely make steps forward. Absolutely. So I guess the first one to talk about would be more with my dad. So a little back background about it. My, as I said, my dad passed away in August of uh, 17. It's about to be the five year anniversary of him passing away. But uh, uh, so um, but so, um, let's see, to give a little, I keep saying background because there's, I guess, nuances with it. Uh, when I, when my mom passed away when I was 12 years old, uh, between my sixth and seventh grade year and in the summer in July. And, uh, he wasn't always around at that point. It was kind of, you know, it was, it was an emotional time for everyone. And, and my mom kind of held the glue together for the family and so he kind of was like afterwards he didn't know how to handle himself Uh, my sister was about to be a junior in high school and i was about to be in seventh grade and he kind of was like mia he wasn't really around so we didn't always have the best of relationships just like you know yeah happens yeah and then um 
about seven months after my mom passed away in February of 99, um, he sent me to live with my aunt in Florida. He said, Scat, you're, <laughs> you're interrupting my dating life. And I'm like, it was really. Did he funny. say my boy? No, we weren't in that. Oh, you weren't there yet? Uh, no, my okay. boy at that moment. Okay. But it just, it was really a really bad, a bad time. My sister and I were getting very close, as close as we ever were. It was, I, I needed, I didn't need uh, my aunt to overtake being a mom. I already just lost my mom. I need my dad to step up. Sure. Play. And so that just showed, it, it was just a really negative time. So then fast forward, I'll get a little bit, a little more detail about it, but just fast forward, just to show you about the closure on his, he was he his last two months i walked him i'm you know i'm all about dates yeah dates. And i walked him down the stairs on sunday june 11th uh of 17 for the last time walk mm. going to uh the hospital and uh, he never came home again he was f about 59 days because he died august 10th of uh 2017 two months after that and so uh on his deathbed before he passed away he was in hospice his last six nights I remember it was a Sunday night before he died on Thursday, the following week, he cried on his deathbed, thanking me for everything I did for oh, him. Oh, wow. So, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to act like everything was perfect with me and him just cause he's not here, but to show where it was. Cause I, I'll tell you, I went to get up after he said, you're interrupting my dating life mm -hmm. at that stage when all I needed was my dad to step up and he couldn't, wouldn't, whatever. I went to go try to slug him <laughs> and, and someone got a family friend got in between us. Like I was, I was livid. 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 That's yeah. a, a positive word to use. Yeah. It's it just a really bad it's the PG. Yeah. PG, PG version. Yeah. Maybe 13, but, uh, <laughs> PG 13. But, yeah, but it was just a really bad time. But then really to fast forward and I will never forget. It was, um, I think it was August. I said, I'll never forget. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I think it was August 1st then, you know, leading up to deciding to uh, go into hospice. We just had a day like a, a coming together, just talk about any and everything. And it was like, that's where the closure really was. But the button on the closure was him crying on his deathbed. Like I didn't have to do something for him every single day, but like some days I just needed to tie his shoes. Sometimes I just needed, I was just the one person in this world who was there for him. I don't need an award or anything. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Like, out of any human being in the world, I was by his side through him being on dialysis and he had my, I, you know, he had my back. I had his back. I was his crutch. He was my crutch. And, you know, he had told one of his friends who helped me with a couple of things around the house after, after, um, he had already passed away that he's like, you know, he was never going to lose the weight, uh, until after I died, they discussed that. And that like killed me like that, that mm. he, they knew I was never going to lose my 110 pounds until he passed away. Cause he begged me every single day sitting in that green chair. When are you going to start losing weight? My boy, you're going to be just like me at 30. I was doing the same thing you were doing. You're going to be sitting in this dialysis chair three days a week, four hours at a time. He just, he just saw it. You know, he was, he was a criminal defense attorney. And when I walked into his hospice room, his, the first night that he was in there, he was literally giving law advice in the bed he died in. So I just tell his uh, mind was not, good, but you're, no, you're fine. But your if your body's not right, it doesn't matter about your yeah. mind, vice versa. So it just really gave you perspective, whatever. And so 
you know, like I said, he never came home again for those 59 days numbers. Yeah. So I just, I was kind of not glad he never came home, but it kind of got me ready. Like he was still alive. I got to go ask him questions or whatever. And just little, little things here and there where I was kind of prepared and he stopped dialysis to die. I think you and I yeah. talked about this off, off air, yeah. but like he, he wasn't, he was mentally ready, but I don't think his body was yet until he didn't go to dialysis and his body was then ready. Sure. But I think within six months he would have been gone on its own and he never, he's always done everything his way. So why wasn't he going to go out his way? his way? So that's another perspective. Like just, he, you know, everything kind of happens for a reason at the time. I, I mean, I didn't want him to do it, but I was like, he's going to do what he wants to do. And you know, it's not how I would have wanted to go out at that moment. I say, but in pers- you know, respect, you know, perspective looking and looking back, it was kind of meant to meant to yeah. be. And I, you know, four months in a day after he passed away is when I started my journey and I've never looked back one day. So where are you right now? Um, switching gears on elliptical. Uh, how many, how uh, many, just over a thousand seventy in a row. And you've only missed 23 since I started my journey on Monday, December 11th of uh, 17. <sighs> Well, I'm only about uh, 987. Um, yeah, well, let's call it an EV11. No, I, it's it's amazing. Thank you. I've already it, done my 10 today. You did your 10 today. Yes, sir. Now that's uh, you know, and the and the thing I think is impressive. I always want to brag on you, Scott, because you got all the people. We say hashtag please just start. That's anything, anything in life. And I often say, and I think I've said to you, if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. And it's true. You know, if you really want to quit eating pizza or what, like I'm talking about the stuff that I do, then eat something different or whatever. But you're, I'm talking to the listeners, the only person holding them back is generally themselves. And it's more, it's just mainly in your mind. And you tell yourself something long enough, you'll you eventually believe. remember it. Uh, yeah, believe it, not but remember well, it. I'm going to tell our listeners to go back through the series of uh, our shows. But, you know, you were one of, the, one of the highlights is the quick trip, waiting for the price to change. Oh, yeah. 245, <laughs> I'm sitting there waiting, waiting. I, I used to be the guy who <laughs> would stand at quick trip next to the pastries when they went on sale to like 59 cents. I mean, I have to say this is a new listener. And then what's the other one about the Burger King drive through Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, we knew that was you. And they could hear my car. And uh, it was a lot of time it was getting it for Gordon, my dad. He was yelling and, at you about the uh, mayo. and Yeah. No mayo, my boy. <laughs> See, I remember. Uh-huh. I remember. But if there's listeners, they've got to go back and check out every episode. Yes. I'm sorry. I digress. Oh, no. It's it's real. But I, the reason being is you have that story that built to please just start in what you're doing now. I mean, we have to laugh at those funny anecdotes. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, we'll just cry. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Very so, true. I interrupted your show, yeah. with, uh, but I had to have some jokes. They made me laugh, and I got them right. I remember no, the anecdotes. You, you didn't interrupt. You added to it. Oh, thank you. I you're welcome. It's my pleasure. No problem. So another thing... Um, I was grateful that my sister was able to see my weight loss and quick story. I kind of talked about this before in one of the episodes, you have to go back and listen to the whole thing. But, um, long story short, 
she was, uh, my sister battled ocular melanoma for about eight years and a week. She found out, uh, she was diagnosed when she was 29 in January of, uh, late the last week in January of, um, 2011 and she passed away February 1st of 19 wow. and at uh, 37 years old. And uh, we didn't know when it was going to happen the exact day, but it kind of with numbers and it kind of worked out exactly the way, unfortunate scientific way it, mm -hmm. it always normally does. But um, her in May of, um, of 2018, you know, both of our parents had already uh, passed away at that, at that point. And she was going to one last ditch effort to, uh, she went regularly to pit, uh, Philadelphia for treatment. She lived in New York, uh, near Long Island and went regularly to a uh, train ride, uh, to Philly. But this one time she was having all her cells taken out of her body and like put back in to try to fight the cancer. So she was going to be laying in a bed in the hospital for about a month. Oh, and I want to add in this, uh, I will never judge her and I, this is not putting her in a negative light, this story, this is just real life and mm -hmm. it's how we respond to things and everything. So I just want to get, you know, put that out there because I don't want anyone to be negative thoughts about her just because this wasn't the best situation, but this was real life and we have to deal with things the way they come to us. So I knew her fiance was going to be there at the very beginning. And I knew if I asked her if I could come, because she always told me when she was going to Philadelphia, her regular treatment, Scott, don't come. I don't want you to come. I was like, I understand. But I knew she, if I had asked her, can I come to Pittsburgh while you're laying in the bed? She would have said no. So I thought she would like maybe, you know, slap on the wrist and I'm going to rest. And when I wake up, you know, we'll talk, whatever. That's not what happened. So I fly up there. Uh, my my buddy took me to the airport. I was going to spend one night and stay at a hotel, literally across the street from the from the uh, hospital, and stay one night and go back home the next day. So I find uh, I'm like nervous getting there, but excited because I want just wanted to support her. We don't have any parents left, and so I thought it was my brotherly duty to to go just show face and show support for her and just let her know that I'm here. So I get there and I tell a nurse, you know, I find a nurse for her room. And she, I said, I'm her little brother from Atlanta. Oh, she's going to be so excited to see you. I said, well, I don't know about that, but here, here we go. So she goes, Melissa, you have a visitor and she's like on her stomach in the other corner. And she turns around and she is blanking livid at me. Like, that's a really nice word yeah, to use. Yeah, it's more than PG-13. Wait, yeah. yes. Right. And so pissed at me. So upset with me. And I knew she wouldn't be thrilled, but I would regret it not going to see her. But I didn't want to upset her. But there is a yeah. no-win situation. Right. So, long story short... I go downstairs, I leave the room within 60 seconds. And again, I don't want to put her in a negative light. That's not, but this, this happened to me. And not once did I judge her or was I, ups, I was never upset with her. I was sad that that was reality, but I, I never saw her again. You know, I never saw her again. So I, I literally, so I come home and um, I end up coming home that night. 
I wait a little while. She goes, no, I don't want to see you, whatever. So she's like, you only think of yourself because this is how I need to deal with this, whatever. So she doesn't talk to me but four times before she passes away. She, uh, our first time was on my uh, birthday. She, I looked at my phone at 11 p.m. Just, I was watching TV laying in bed and nothing on my phone. And 11.01, she calls me and we talk for a few minutes. And I, it was set up for my Fox 5 interview to be the next week. So I had told her that, that was going to happen. She knew the girl who set that up for me. And I uh, so she goes, that's good. She goes, I, I just didn't want your birthday to go before me wishing you a happy birthday. And we talked for a second. She was, you could tell she was really weak. And then um, she calls me. I'll never forget this. It was December. Uh, it was Sunday, December 16th at 6.37 p.m. I just sitting at my uh, computer table and my phone lights up and it says Melissa. And I just start bawling. Because I was waiting for this forever. And she goes, I didn't want to call and upset you. I said, I'm not upset. I'm just a human being. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. And we talked. She goes, I just didn't know how to handle everything. I've been – oh, she took me off uh, all social media too. Blocked me on the – blocked me on everything. And she goes, I didn't know another way to handle all this. I wanted you to be prepared, you know. I'm like, well, we already don't have parents, so why don't we have as much time together? I know the inevitability, but why didn't we have as much time together? That's the only thing that made me sad, but I, I was never mad at her, just really sad. We didn't get that extra eight months or so. And, um, you know, she goes, you know, when it happens, you know, that won't, you know, they'll take my body from New York to, she was, uh, buried in, uh, Richmond, Virginia, but she goes, you know, that won't be my, you know, that won't, that'll just be my shell. That won't be me anymore. She was like, T and I'm like, I know and I'm bawling. And like, this was closure that I needed. We talked, uh, one more time, like two more times total, but two weeks later, she had called or another Sunday after that, she had called me one more time in December. I think we talked one time in January and she, like I said, she died February 1st, but I was walking around my house, like, and in that computer room, like just, this is a moment in my life until I'm no longer here that I'll always remember this picking the phone up at 6.37 PM on December 16th. And that, that was the closure I've been waiting for because mm -hmm. there's no guarantees in life, but you want to, you know, have as much closure as you can, but you need it within yourself. But I'm very fortunate with these two stories, as you can tell that I was able to have it with my dad from him sending me to live with my aunt when I needed him the most. And I didn't like her and I don't get along with her to this day. And she won't even listen to this, but I don't, <laughs> I don't like her. And it's sad because it's my mom's sister, but that I can sit here and say that I hate, I'd hate that that's reality, but I, she doesn't respect me and I don't respect her sure. and, I, and I hate that, but that, it is that's what, it, what is. it is. Yeah. Even my grandmother knows, uh, <laughs> but, um, it's just real. Um, always going to keep it real. Got to keep uh, it real. Got to. So, um, yeah, to go from, you know, that with my dad and him crying on his, that's what I want to get a point across that he, he was always a tough guy when he was at the hospital all the time. He was like, y'all don't mess with me. I'm a big teddy bear. That's what he said when they were like trying to like prick him at the, at the hospital and everything. But I, but yeah, so that he cried on his deathbed. It's not that he cried on his deathbed, but that, that moment is what really gave me closure in that the, just having a wide open talk on the, on the August 1st that I'll never forget. And his last place before he went to, um, hospice and then my sister calling me and just having a open dialogue about what's going to happen to her I, I knew but you know just to be able to have that 
that talk and that I've been waiting for and thinking in my head for so long. I was never, I'm still not mad at her. I'm just sad that that was reality and I didn't get those extra eight months, but nothing you can do about it, but do the best you can with what you have. And so those are kind of like the two biggest things with, with um, having some closure and you need to have it within yourself and be able to look in the mirror that no matter what you go through in life, you do the best you can with, with what you have. Yep, 100%. And so that's kind of how I want to end this uh, episode. And, you know, right now I'm going to, you know, kind of close up this chapter of the sure. first season here. Uh, to, with my, you need a hiatus you yeah. gotta, you know, before the new releases come out. That's right. That's right. Get on to season two. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So I just want to thank you for tuning in. Well, first of all, I want to thank Ryan for, oh, and for everything. And, my pleasure. And, you know. For, I called you two or three times to talk myself out of doing this, and you've done you've done great. And I told you you had a, 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 a this is the platform, and you've stuck with it. And I think it's good to take a couple months to rethink, you know, yeah. what's next. But you've done a great job. Well, My thank pleasure. You. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Please Just Start on the End Results Radio Network inside Perimeter Roofing Studio from the country and in suites by Radisson in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. Please stay tuned for upcoming shows or listen to past shows by visiting www.endresults.com with a Z and simply click on the current shows button to hear this and many other shows on the network 24-7 or anywhere you get your your podcast. Until next time, this is Scott Greenhut signing off. This has been another hashtag. Please just start. My hope is you'll live your life with no regrets and go after that thing you constantly think about and hashtag please just start.